You're listening to The Simple Truth, an LL Canada podcast. We hope this message will bring transformation, not just information, and encourage and challenge you into a deeper relationship with Jesus. And so at the very heart of God's marriage design for your life and for another person is actually that you give yourself to each other, that there's a life exchange. And in this case, we're giving our lives for our spouse. It, it's so true. And I think this is the uh, key that um, if we don't at least know this, a lot of what God's word in his, mm. a lot of what God says in his word, it won't make sense or it won't land on our hearts because we're almost coming with the wrong uh, heart and position. I think this is how sometimes people use the scripture to try and get out of their spouse what they want. Right. And it's not wrong to want to be loved, but I think God's inviting us to come in the right attitude. So, so yeah. let's turn actually, we're going to look at Genesis chapter 15. The beautiful picture mm. that we often don't apply to marriage, but it certainly applies to covenant. So um, in Genesis 15, uh, it's actually Abram who asks God a question. Um, He's, God has revealed to Abram the future that he has for him. And Abram, God says to him, Genesis 15, verse 1, Don't be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. And Abram responds with, Sovereign Lord, how, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram says, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. In other words, God made, God's made this promise Abraham cannot see how they're going to get to this yeah. promise without children. Um, then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son coming from your own body will be your heir. And he took him outside and he said, Look up at the heavens and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. And then he said, So shall your offspring be. There's a famous line that follows. It says, Abraham or Abram believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. Right. So this, this is really important because we're going to get... This then you'll see something start to unfold. So God makes a promise. Abram believes him. Right. And then God comes back to him and says, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans. In other words, God picked him out of a very dark place. Mm -hmm. And he said, and I'm going to give you this land to take possession of it. Abraham still says, Lord, I, I know, but how can I know that you're going to keep your promises? This is interesting. How can I know that you're going to keep your promises? And so the Lord said to him, bring me a heifer, a goat, and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. And what we see here in the scripture is actually, uh, it doesn't explain it, but it's a, a common uh, land transfer, um, in a sense, seal in, in those days. And what Abraham does is he, t he brings the, the heifer and he cuts it in half and he leaves a half there and a half there and the goat, the half there, half there, and the two pigeons, one pigeon here, one pigeon there. So in other words, you have a bit of a bloodbath. And the way it would work <laughs> is that you walk between wow. the two pieces, as gory as it sounds. Just remember, in God's economy, blood mm -hmm. is sacred. Mm -hmm. In Hollywood, blood has lost its sacredness. So we've been kind of conditioned by that. Mm -hmm. But in God's economy, when you pass through the blood, you are cutting, in a sense, a covenant that's unbreakable. Now, if you follow this through the old covenant, God actually, it tells us more about that. But there's an interesting picture here I want you to see when God makes a covenant with Abraham. It says that um, 
when the sun had set and darkness had fallen, this is verse 17, a smoking fire pot with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. So wait a sec, that describes God. So the smoking fire pot describes God passing through the pieces. Oh, okay, great. So what I just described you is that both parties would do that, right? So where's Abraham? Well, just before this, if you go back a little bit, as the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Then the Lord said, no, for sure, here's my promises. And then the sun set, as the sun is setting, and the smoking fire pot passes between the pieces. Abram's laying on the ground over there. So if you're conducting this, you'd say, okay, everybody stop. Drag that guy through the blood. Like somehow get Abram through this so he does his part. Right. That's not what God says. Abram brought the sacrifice maybe, but he's laying on the ground. Mm -hmm. God passes through the pieces and then he says, On this day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham. And he said, To your descendants I give this land from the river Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, and the land of the Kenites, Kezanites, and he he lists all the peoples there. But God makes the covenant. Mm -hmm. God says, I'm giving this to you. I'm sealing it in the blood of the sacrifice. Abram's laying over on the ground. He's not doing his part. And it's very important that we understand this because through the whole scriptures, it's not based on Abraham's part. Or his performance. Or his performance. The covenant is based on God. He's saying, this covenant I'm making with you, I'm making a promise to keep my vows to you. Mm. And... Now, we could argue, I guess, in marriage, well, God's perfect, we're not. But the attitude is, God's saying, I'm giving everything to you and for you. If you read the story, Abraham actually messes up. He follows God, he believes God, he does it very imperfectly. God keeps his promises. Hmm. So I think that's that's just an important um, tone setter, pace setter. Because if we're going to look to God, and we're gonna go through his word Hmm. to actually see what it says about marriage, we've gotta understand that he's coming from this place of covenant, Hmm. not contract. Mm -hmm. He's saying, I want you to know me and to enter into how I describe love, not how the world describes love, which is how you try to get the love out of the person. Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But actually how you give yourself wholeheartedly to this relationship. It's actually, uh, one is very freeing and one gets you really stuck. I don't know if you can guess which one's which. Actually, the one that gets you stuck. Remember what Jesus said. Anyone who seeks to save his life will lose it. The the most dead-end way to live is to worry about yourself. And and it hurts our relationships. And yet Jesus also said, greater love is no one than this, than he laid down his life for his friends. So I think to, to set the tone, yeah. the, the, the attitude or heart of covenant is it's, it's vulnerable. And if you're, you're hearing this and you're thinking, man, to give everything I am and have to the other person for life, like who protects my right. interest? God does. That's yeah. his job. That's right. And so it's an abandon to God mm-hmm. and a vulnerability with each other. And this is very That's important. Right. Marriage can't thrive without vulnerability. And the, the heart of vulnerability as, as the, is this whole thing of covenant is I'm coming to you and I'm giving everything I am and have to mm-hmm. you. Thank you for joining this episode of The Simple Truth. 
Visit LLCanadaCourses.com for more information about LL Canada and the resources they offer.